Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Members from a Chimney. Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. And she's going to take a shot. Well, if it's... Yeah, between the two ranges, then it's it's fine. Yeah, there's no disadvantage yep. other than being yep. exhausted. Okay. And you managed nice. to hit it. Wow, minimum damage. It's enough. And it, too, explodes on impact. And more of the green gets everywhere. How come I deal for extra damage with a hand crossbow. My dexterity should not... That's your dex modifier, isn't it? Your dex modifier. Does that add to damage with a crossbow? Yep. Okay. Didn't know. Yep. Cool. So yeah, you fire your thing. It kind of wave. Well, I mean, it's, it's a crossbow, so it doesn't waver as it goes. But you just skim through the top half of that pod. But it's enough of a slicing through the pod that it causes it to burst, and more of the greenness explodes out and slowly begins to sift downwards. Clicker moves five feet and then tries to hide again. All right, slightly her. altering her position. Oh, look at that. A 19 and a 20. At dis yeah, at disadvantage. Nice. Five feet. Okay. Okay. All done. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we just skipped somebody's turn because I also looked. Nope. nope. He's getting rid of the things that have burst. So is that thing still there, Those, um, the effects of the pod? Yes, the green still all over the place, although Ijnamuj was just about ready to start firing a ray of frost at it. Okay, I'll take a pot shot at uh, the plant dude. Okay. So that would be at partial cover. Okay. So that's a negative two. Yeah. Uh, are you going to take that into account, or should I? You can do it, please. But you have no problem still. As he attempts to hide down in the shrubbery that he's in within the jungle. You fire and you do some damage to the creature. Okay, is there a place I can get um, some decent cover here? Yeah, you can step off the trail and there's a tree right there beside you. Okay, so I'll make my target as small as possible yep over here yep and as a bonus action actually no nothing at the moment that'll be my turn done 
Okay. You hear as well a high-pitched noise that sounds similar to the sound of those vines writhing together, the sounds of those other creatures that you encountered when you were in that the forest tunnel fighting the, the trees that the Dryad Dindelia sent towards you. A similar kind of writhing noise coming from somewhere in the woods to the northwest. Volan, having seen where you shot, will also try to shoot at that dude with Eldritch Blast. Why not, right? He's got Eldritch Blast. I'm sure he had Eldritch Blast. Didn't he have Eldritch Blast? Yeah, it's in there somewhere. Cantrip, cantrip, cantrip. What the fuck? I thought he had Eldritch Blast. One of us had Eldritch Blast. I'm always confusing what Thorn and Volan's classes are. I do not have Eldritch Blast. Improved pa Oh no, improved packed weapon in Eyes of the Runekeeper. No, he does not have Eldritch Blast. Well, no, no, Eldritch Blast is a cantrip. So those things that you're talking about, um, Eyes of the Pack Keeper, those, yeah, are, those invocations. are his invocations. It doesn't have anything to do with his um, cantrip selection. Ah, uh, right. Although I can't right. tell what it looks I like. I was actually thinking of Agonizing Blast. I mean, if he, he's a Hexblade, so I would assume um, he does melee more often than not, but um, it yeah. hasn't looked like that is what has happened. Well, I don't know what he's going to do. I'm just going to have him do Toll the Dead then. It fails, and it was injured by you, so he does more damage. Hey, why was that rolling an advantage? He's got um, magic resistance. Why was it rolling at advantage? Yeah, must have uh, magic resistance. Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay. So that's what he does. So he manages, focuses his thoughts and blasts the creature from a distance. And uh, I guess you're right. He would use melee, so he would probably go up to close ranks with it, I suppose. Ijnamuj is focused on blasting this area with his Razor Frost. So he starts shooting this, and so I'm basically going to say it takes four hits to get rid of that. So he fires the once at this target here directly. Now it is... Oh, top of the order. Another creature comes out of the bush here. And he fires at the closest one, which is... Ijinamuj. And he hits. 
Oh, he does some serious damage. But Bruce is too far away. Okay. Clicker. I suppose the one standing closest to her is the best target. That's what they look like. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she takes an, an aimed shot at him. He's within the first range of command, but it doesn't matter. She rolls a disadvantage anyway. And... Here goes nothing. No, oh, 17. And that's sneak attack damage? Or is it not? 26, I think. Was uh, because it not? you were hiding, so you're broke. fine. Yeah. Yep. 15 damage. You do a good bit of damage as you managed with your bolt that blasts into it. You managed to hit it in such a space that a couple of the vines just fall off in pieces and it jerks in pain and spasms from your blast. And again, Clicker moves a phenomenal five feet and then tries to hide again. Okay, just give me a stealth check again. I forgot that I said difficult terrain. Volan's not going to get there. He'll get here. Eleven. Uh, what can I use inspiration for? Advantage or re-rolling? Advantage is what it gives you. Mm. No re-rolls. -re and you're gotcha. always declaring whether or not you use your inspiration or your hero points before you roll. Yeah, obviously. Otherwise okay. it wouldn't be advantage by re-rolling. Yep. Volan continues, so that's 5, 10, 15 feet. So he manages to move up and he will. So with a hex blade, it's it just he's just if he smites smites it with his sword, but he has to drop something on it first, doesn't he? Like hex, I guess. Well, I mean, does he have the hex spell? Yeah. Yeah, you could cast hex as bonus action, then attack. Yeah, yeah. Do additional damage. One d six additional damage. So he puts that on himself. <laughs> and. And he's going to guess at disadvantage to dex because that's what it always should. So he drops that on him. And so now he attacks with his sword. He hits. So this should. There we go. And he slices into this small one. This other one that came out is tiny. So the small one is like smaller than you, Bruce. It's like three feet high. This tiny one is just like barely higher than the um, the pods themselves. So a foot tall. Okay, so he smashes into that guy. And that guy is looking bloodied now. But he's kind of, Volan is now kind of in your way. And he can't move any further. Bruce. Bruce is going to move up into the bush. So remember, 
difficult terrain as soon as you step off the path. So that that's 10 feet there. Oh. And every five feet after that costs you twice. Yeah, put me back where I was. I'm going to change how I get there. Okay. Was it there? Yep. Yeah, it was. All right. Dang. Oh, not quite there. Damn. Yep. And then I'm going to go with a, a dodge action. Don't you get, like, I don't know, when you go into a rage, do you get any additional distance with rage? I've got no rages left. Oh. Because <laughs> I didn't get a long rest. At level six. I only got a uh, short one. At level six, you get 10 additional movement ten speed. Additional. But we're not level six yet. <laughs> uh, got a ways to go. I'm not at level six yet. So I'm going to, yeah, and I am going to, um, yeah. Set up the old dodge action. All right, put dodge on yourself then. All right. Because that's all we can do. All right, pass your turn. Thorn, what are you doing? All right, I'll take a shot at this guy again. So, from where you are now, reaching around with Volans, you know what? That would still just be minus two. doesn't matter with a natural one. No. As you kind of pull your arrow out and you go to slap it against your bow, it accidentally gets caught up in one of the branches on the, the, the jungle tree that you're beside and it kind of slips from your hand and you're kind of fiddling with it in the next few moments to get it set properly. So, yeah. And then you accidentally let go of the string and it kind of <laughs> careens off. Just like that. That sound perfectly mimics it. All right. I'm done. This guy with his spear in hand, or his funky-looking spear, will try to stab Advolan. Oh, shit! <laughs> and he, too, this big, monstrous six-foot-six guy standing twice as high and then some over top of this little guy gets a little bit off balance from, from uh, trying to smack at this creature and is unable to connect. He doesn't look as damaged as he was a moment ago. Ijnamuj gets nervous at having been hit by this other guy, and so he sends a firebolt blasting at him instead. Uh, but he misses. you're up again all right i'll take another shot so it looks like they're healing is it you get the feeling that you watch as vines seem to grow back out of place and reconnect and reconstitute all right i hit him yep you do some more damage once more and he's looking bloodied again is that it that is it Ijinamuj, frustrated, this time he will con He moves up to here. 
dropping the torch as he moves. And he tries to blast that guy now with burning hands. with those burning hands he just scorches it just going as you see this redhead goes into his rage and his eyes seem to glow as well as he reaches out with both hands and the fire just keeps going and going and going turning the creature in front of it to, into a burnt charcoal mass but then he keeps going and going and going until it turns to nothing but ash <sighs> master thorn <sighs> i got it Oh, don't look now, but there's another one over there. <laughs> Volan continues to try to smash at the one in front of him. Once more, trying to strike at it with his same sword, and he does again. Oh, look at that, too. Uh, it falls over at his feet as he slashes a large body slash going right across its belly and he gets it such timed right that he cuts right in front of its three foot body cutting it in half and the, the two pieces of the corpse fall to the side of each other. Is anybody bleeding out or anything like this? Got to keep the combat round going. No. Uh, not the moment. Although it looks like Bruce is going to go up and hit the hit the prone creature. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to... Um, Bruce uh, is going to go up and drag the prone creature back down the track. Okay. A little bit I, to get him out of the range of the... The poison I'm gonna, stuff. going to do second wind on myself. Okay. Nice. Ijinmuj goes and picks up his torch, which does not let a humid jungle, does not light up a human jungle on fire. Did I just say a human jungle? Does not light up a humid jungle. Bruce is going to go up and um, drag the guy okay. back away from the, the vine guy back away from the, uh, from the spores. It looks like this. That is what the creature, the unconscious, the, or the prone creature looks like as you drag it back. And Ijnmuj once more starts firing at the green spots. And Volan. Let's see, what is this? He comes back out onto the trail. So this creature that's laying prone, it's medium-sized. It's of a height equal to, say, to, to Thorn and to Clicker. But you notice it doesn't look exactly as it does in the picture. You do notice that from being close to that other corpse that, just, that you knocked over here, this one, you see similar sort of vines starting to uh, come growing out of its belly and coming up out of its mouth and its its eye sockets and sunrise gets very very nervous and starts shouting again in its 
very basic Sylvan about horrible plants. So um, we've already recognised this plant as being one of the guards from Elm Twinkles. It looks looks very looks similar the to them. Yeah, and you would have seen them, Bruce, walking about in her domain off and on. And you know, as as Ichnamuj knows, that these creatures tend to be uh, guards of a sort. Right. And they're not... Well... Does it look like it's been possessed? Like it's got another plant growing inside it? From your last description, it sounded like that's what was going on. You can give me a nature check. Uh, you're not sure. Looking at it from your point of view, I mean, it certainly looks like one of the guards, but it certainly, there's something different about it too. You, you can't put your finger on. Okay. So those vines seem to be growing out of it. Yeah. Um, so if I can get uh, Ichnamuj to burn away the vines directly, not not the guard, but the vines. He looks at it and he's like, Master Thorn, I hate to say, but I think it's gone. We should probably just cut its head off. I look it up to Sunrise and uh, see if that's what Sunrise wants to do. Is that is that what you want? Sunrise kind of shakily flutters up and over top. Very slowly leaving and very tentatively mo- moving forward. Give me a perception check, Thorn. Clicker, what are you doing? Check the body of that vine thing, vine slave thing for her bolt. Okay. You guys would be able to recover half of the your ammunition. Makes sense. The other one flew through the pod. It's who knows where. She's never going to find that one again. But you can give me your investigation check as well. Me? Yep. Mm. Okay. Seven. Yep. So, Sunrise kind of flutters up, and you just watch as the sprite kind of looks shaky as it flies up towards where the Spriggan's body is. And it kind of just sits there hovering there for a minute. And it kind of, you're not sure from where you are, what it is that it's looking at or seeing, but it comes racing back and it takes its position back up behind your horn and it's still shaking and it's still talking about horrible plants. Uh, Ij, I think we probably need to burn it. You can give me a perception check where you are there, Thorn. You can see that from where you're standing, you are able to notice that you can see another pod over there. And Clicker, as you're rifling through to recover your bolt, you notice that there is, it's a tiny creature, not much bigger than the pod itself. But you notice that about its waist, there is a bit of plant material that looks very much like an assembled pouch of sorts. And 
as you're tugging your arrow out of its chest, you notice that little bits of green specks kind of are dropping out of that pouch as it's not sealed perfectly. Little specks that look like very tiny, round... Oh, you're in the... Yeah, you are in the light. Yeah, you'd be able to see it. Little green specks. I think I found what it was snowing. Well, don't keep me in suspense. What is it, Clicker? I don't know. You can give me a nature check. Something green and round. <laughs> so you're asking me to do a nature check? No, Clicker, looking at it there. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah, I mean, you're just looking at it and you're just kind of like rocking back and forth on your heels a little bit. I mean, yes, you did recover a bit and you, you've been walking now. It's 930 at night, but you're just having a hard time putting two and two together. All right, I'll shoot the uh, last looking pod. Okay. And um, is Ijnamuj getting rid of this creature? Ijnamuj is actively firing frostbite after frostbite, and he manages to clear up while you guys are chatting. He clears up two areas of crystallizes the green stuff that's on there, and he begins working on the, the next area. All right. Well, I mean, uh, Bruce, you want to uh, finish this creature off? <laughs> Bruce can go anywhere he likes now. Do you want to? You went up there. Is that what you did? I mean, you walked up over there. Yeah, I was going to go up there. It was. That's more than I can. I can go. I was going to shoot it, but sure, you can walk yeah. up there. I'll walk up there and dong it. All right, so you dong it and it explodes and the green plant material goes everywhere in 10 feet. I need you to now give me a, give me a dexterity saving throw. So it kind of bursts all around you. You manage to kind of block a lot of it from getting into your mouth or anything on going into your orifices as you kind of reel back and just kind of wave your hands as this is happening. You do take some damage as it bursts in front of you. And it's dead. So you don't take that. Actually, I should mark change that. That was supposed to be half damage with your dexterity saving throw. So, give yourself. Oh, right. he had advantage because he used to put dodge on. Uh, Lucky man. Actually, that's mm. roll that again. Let's see. Roll that again. Remove the dodge from yourself. Okay. Try again. Yep. What are you doing? It was a deck save. Yeah. 
Yeah. So much better. There we go. I'll have three points off as well. I, I gave you back the six points and now I just I don't. So it's still just three points. Uh I assume it's dead. After all that. Now I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Oh, okay. If it's poison, he's got advantage. It is not poison. So you do accidentally, as it explodes about you, you get a little bit of the explosive shrapnel in you from the pod as it explodes, but you also are unable to prevent yourself from getting, keeping all of that green explosion of nature from going into some of your orifices. What that might mean. I've got explodable stuff up my bum. Because you're not wearing pants, so yes, up your bum. Uh, I was thinking your yeah. nose, your ears. Kept your mouth closed. Yeah. yeah. I was wearing a mask. But you are kind of covered in this green stuff. And Ijnamuj, like he sees and he's like, Oh, Bruce, please. I need to freeze that um, uh, before you come close, if you don't mind. This is not going to, um, please get out of that area, and I'm sorry that I have to do this. And he blasts you with a ray of frost, because he's got to get rid, he's getting rid of the green substance on you. I do apologize. I'm so very, very sorry. Well, he's, he's going to fire at you. Are you going to let him hit? Until hit? he hits me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So you get hit with some cold damage, but the the green bits of nature that are on you, they crystallize and they fall off of your your clothing and whatnot. Uh, please, um, you know. And as you were there, Bruce, you did notice as you went up there. So that is. That one there is gone. You did notice there was another one there. You did notice there was another one there. And there. And now that you seem to be have walked over there, you notice there's one there too. And didn't you say that one of them had a pouch? The one that we just knocked on the head? Had a pouch of this green stuff? The one that was killed by Ijnamuj. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, I turned him to ash, and then he had a pouch with green stuff coming out of it. So bad on the storytelling. Wow. That was really bad. So, yes, no. <laughs> Retcon that all that. <laughs> he was ash. He got ash. I thought he turned the other one into ash. Hmm. So I get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna object and say that a crossbow from this range, even a hand crossbow, is never gonna stick into somebody. Yeah, it would have passed right through him. Yeah. I mean, it even happens with with arrows on like 100 feet distance. That's fine. You recovered half your crossbows, mm -hmm. and. 
Thorn would have recovered half of his, his expended arrows. But you do see that there's some more of that. And as Ijnamuj continues to blast away the with cold, Sunrise gets happier as he sees that. But he's also disturbed that there are still more. He's not still nervous. But for sake of storytelling, I think what we're going to say is you guys just slowly and surely from a distance start freezing off these other pods to prevent whatever it is that they're spreading clearing the path so is there anything else that you guys wanted to do I don't think so go to sleep in real nope. life yeah that point you guys would successfully then manage to get back to into grandma elm twinkles land and on getting back into her land it is night so they the businesses and everything are closed there are still some fireflies that are flying about in the air sporadically creating little bits and pieces of light as you enter into the place where the the great tree cookie still sits you can see the closed up shops and whatnot there's nobody about but you do see that midnight and pepper are kind of just leaning back to back still sitting where they had been sitting from the previous day and they're giving off just the slightest bit of a glow as you guys walk back into the land the court the demean or the demini or how would you demesne of the main the main of grandma Elm twinkle so we could park it right there if you guys like or are they going into the the court or are we just outside the tree in the market area in the market area so once you guys do come in there midnight and pepper they kind of wake up and they kind of do this little mushroomy dance in front of you as you kind of come up and they indicate back towards the tree where you recall that they had set up some rooms for the three companions and if you tried to follow in bruce they would be kind of like you know no no they'd point back uh, towards bruce. where fang is is waiting for yep. you ijnamudge namudge would head off in a similar direction to where fang is where his little tent is set up you kind of have you're not in a tent uh bruce you would be in they would have set up a room for you you're not in cookie you're outside in an area where there aren't other fey it's not like a city or a town where other people have homes around you you've noticed you know, over two weeks you you've been kind of camping out not far from where ijnamuj was and you know everybody kept their own you didn't see alicia or yadira or dark noodle when you guys at night in the evening the evenings were your own yeah no i'm just i'm just going back to the camp g'day fang and going to sleep under the cart and you do notice too that when you do go back into the land the trees that before had been 
more of a summerish tinge have now even though it's just the day later they are all looking a lot more like cookie and are wearing their autumn colors drastic change for just being away for a day it's the autumn court after all and midnight and pepper definitely indicate to the three of you to enter into cookie where your rooms await So I think we can park it there, if you guys like. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll pick up there next week. Cool. All right, thank you. Thanks for the game. Love your work. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for running. Thanks for playing. Yep. Thanks for not showing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep that in for sure. Shame, Ryan. Shame. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn, the tiefling bard. Hi, my name's Mick, and I'll be playing Bruce, or Bert, or Bob, Bongo, Bingo, Barabbas, Bartholomew, Barry, Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, Please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.